we have some beautiful energies still about as we get through that 9, 9, 9, 10, 9, 11, we're moving into it. So you are independent, you are moving into knowing how to handle the newfound you. This is only for my 5D collective. It means you love humanity, you know there's no devil, there's no evil. And we talked about a couple important topics, we'll be talking about that in tomorrow's channeled guidance for love messages and then i have one for the 11th as well that i haven't done yet but um what i want to spell out in this one when it comes to relationships is that people who are aware of their body it leads a person to themselves it guides a person to their self it allows to create a somatic experiential solution and or experience so you get to have those thoughts and feelings matured as an adult which also means you know how to have compassion with people and the portal is bringing nothing more to you than a major awareness of where you are on a scale of i'm going to use the word humanly speaking and so here's where for me the 4d never translates well what's happening during ascension energies i, I connected these dots a long time ago what I see happening whenever there are ascension energies are people are given the opportunity to connect with their higher self, to use their body to know what's going on, but they don't because they watch a movie or so, okay? So they don't understand unless they have an awareness of trauma memory and if they have an awareness of actual body-mind and that those are not separate from a human perspective. They're not aware that this uh, ascension stuff actually has everything to do with your name, use your name, please. And, and then whatever it is that you've established within your own family of origin relationships and then your entire relationships. And this lovely portal, I want to read a couple of things that I, I read somewhere. Um, you're going to be more aligned with your purpose. And there's also this uh, apparently mysterious comet near Earth. Uh, Comet Nishimura will make its closest pass by Earth on the 12th. There's also a galactic portal day coming up. And DNA activations, all of these, as always, they say the same words, working your magic. Okay, so your magic is you understanding how to be in your ventral vagal state. You understanding that if you did have childhood trauma, to the extent that we've talked about in previous episodes and in general, that there's getting used to knowing that you are a good person in your brain thinking but also in your feelings so the integration of your brain keeps happening when those uncomfortable sensations come up and so while those who are challenged with their feelings you are no longer challenged with those things that you feel you're able to feel yourself and others and you're able therefore to tap into an aspect of awareness of yourself and the fragment is shared with you and with others and on that note when we're ascending you are becoming more of the person that you want to be use your name and i want to say i mentioned different topics for reasons the sex workers the criminals the um, drug dealers or even just a person who would do drugs and this is because those topics are still discussed with the devil and with people who are in a specific mindset with a side. They pick sides. The 5D collective, our side is humanity. And so 
when uh, you meet people from different backgrounds, you will know of um, the difference between actually creating what is gibberish. And how can I break this one down? Because I know of so many people that are judgmental that it's hilarious in a sense of they will not judge their own circle, but then they will go and judge other people and families and, and things that happen. Um, so there's this uh, situation going on in Italy recently that uh, has brought about a law where parents will go to prison if they don't send their children to school because there's these baby gangs that apparently have uh, killed. I don't follow the news on purpose, but I hear about it from my mother. Then there's also this other place. It's like a little villa area or something like that near here, near Naples, where there's uh, fathers who apparently rape their daughters. And not apparently, who rape their daughters. I, I'm not sure how this works because it's, you know, there's like a whole bunch of repeat scenarios here. And there was a girl that was interviewed and my mother shared this interview, this girl who talks about how she was raped 12. She was her father brought her to uh, ice cream. Oh, by the way, if anybody needs to shut me off, fast forward, like, I don't know, five minutes or something to the message, because I know maybe you don't want to hear about this. So I should have been like the little warning. I'm doing it now. Um, I won't get into details. There's not too many details. So uh, just sharing a tidbit and then we'll move into our conversation and the channel guidance. Um, so she shares what happens, how it happens. And she also says this villa, there's also good people. They're not all rapists. There's not only this basically. And she explains how she ended up all of what happened. And then she finally fell in love with a woman. So she figured out she doesn't like men and she loves women and she's living with her partner. And when it came time to share with her partner her entire story, she was scared because she thought this woman's going to leave me because she also had, by the way, before that, let me go backwards. She had been saved by a teacher and then she lived in a home for some time and she moved into another home with another person. And then this person, though, the father of this person apparently raped her. So she found herself not in a safe environment again. And then she finally instead was able to get a good job and somebody helped her to get a good job. And then she fell in love with the woman who's her partner now. And so at the time, she's like, I want to tell my story because, you know, if you're building a relationship with somebody, you're going to tell them your story. And she was afraid that this person would leave her, which she didn't. So the part about talking of topics, not too much extent in, in, in the extent for now, but to mention what is for my 5D collective, because the 5D collective are people who are grounded in knowing nobody's perfect. This is the part, and it's besides just being yourself. You can only be your true self if you're your piece of Purusha Prakriti. This is not because of spirituality in the sense of supernatural. It's because you're going to move into an integrated brain and restorative embodied self. There's the scientific methodology which is going to keep proving this well-being of a being, a human being 101. That's why I bring to human spiritual spirituality. I'm lucky enough to have the experience of mysticism and I know that there is not this devil or this demon or any of it. But even if I am not proof enough, we have Patrick McNamara who explains about the religious self and what happens and what he found in his years of study, he's a theoretical neuroscientist, of when somebody has that whole demonic possession. It's not a demon. There is a fear receptor in the brain and it breaks after so many nightmares. In fact, he says, don't put up with nightmares. 
And here's where Daniel Siegel spells out the brain goes rigid. And that's where you go rigid, really. And then you move into chaos. And that's the not well-being of a person. So, so I, for example, am still rigid and get explosive, like with my mother and my twin. That two-year-old still comes up in the very same way. And it's from my tone to my body, all of it. That's where I'm not self-regulating like the usual equanimous uh, Zen master I can be. Not at all, not even close. And this is where implicit memory, because we all have it. And until three years of age, you got to have your zero to one. And then your two to or three to seven, shame submissive. I ain't submissive and I don't have shame. That's because I was allowed to express myself. This is where if you do a self awareness check you would know what lead you do meaning do you do sympathetic or do you do dorsal vagal so do you get aggressive to protect yourself or do you shut down one i do not shut down meaning if you're big i'm gonna leave i'm gonna be smart and i'm gonna cower away slowly so that i may run away hopefully and be safe because you're big but you start to address me in a certain way watch me interact with you you will not see me cower. So when allowed to express myself at my two years of age and three years of age and four years of age, well then, again, it's not a justification. It's a one plus one equals two equation, which I am very well aware of. And because it's implicit, this is the part of it's reactive. Snap and done. It takes a lot of effort, meaning a lot of conscious awareness to be able and grasp in a millisecond, what has taken place within your nervous system, really. So I'm still working on it, but this is one example that I'm just sharing out there, which is very different, if you will, than when people just justify themselves getting angry with each other because they have different opinions or whatever, which nobody has to choose to work with anything, but emotional intelligence and mental intelligence and intrapersonal intelligence and you being aware of yourself means you being aware of you, the person, you cannot be aware of yourself with shame. I mean, if you're not aware, if you're aware that you have shame, okay, you know, okay, I'm ashamed of myself. Great, great starting point. Now, though, how are you going to move out of it? As the more you stay in it, the more you're going to stay in shame. I work to get out of my sympathetic when I'm with others, meaning back off, calm down, take steps back, breathe, go easy with people, with passion, with conversations. The family is the dynamic that we get to do on our own, luckily, for those of us who can. Some, they leave. Some, they get therapists. Some, you know, this is where it varies. And where I'm headed with this is you know how you lead, so we also know what triggers us and what doesn't. And that is where you presenting that to people in your relationships in general is what can help you to create a conversation. One, when it comes to societally speaking topics, when people use this word the devil or evil, they're not evaluating with trauma-informed approaches anything, not even somatic. They don't believe in it, fine and dandy. In the meantime, we got scientific methodology. It's not a belief, like with Reiki. But I'm okay with Reiki being, you know, by these lovely theala, the devil's energy, because we didn't give you your holy seal of approval. In the meantime, it's energy workers and the physicists. They know all about it. The neuroscientists, they all know all about it. So... The woo-woo stuff, it's not woo-woo, it's mysticism because some of us have this type of relationship with the sphere and really, I mean, for me, it's because I can share with you aspects that I know those who are mystics live. doesn't mean the scientific methodology doesn't apply. It can apply 
but putting all of this to the side and back to what I'm trying to get out of my mouth to lead you to understand is that vulnerability and emotions are yours. And if you don't handle them and you don't know how to speak of them, you can't build relationships. And being afraid to share the truth is normal. But this is the whole point. You don't build anything if you don't share a story and you don't see. Are they going to stay or are they going to go? Stay or should I go now? What is that song? Should I stay or should I go now? So when people are ashamed of their story, they want to hide it. And that's sad to a love button person like me. Because I would say to somebody, don't you want to test it? Because guess what? I would know the minute you'd say something and share it with somebody and they say, I don't want you anymore. Fuck you is what I'm going to say. That's what it means to have self-worth. It means you don't have shame because you have a story to tell. It means you stand behind your story and this is why it's not low self-esteem. Meaning it doesn't mean arrogance. If you're superior, that means you have low self-esteem. If you're inferior, you have low self-esteem. You don't have low self-esteem when you can say, you know what, here's my story. And so I was using me as this example because to me, personally, as I grew up, I was not ashamed of who I am. And I was allowed, though, in an environment of safety to be my little sympathetic self. So that's probably what gave me the opportunity to feel this way. Other people, not so much. And so when this lady is sharing her story and she's afraid that her girlfriend's going to leave her, it's because she knows it's something to handle. So people think, emotionally speaking, how is somebody going to handle this? I have the other person I shared who was borderline, and I don't know what stuff he was into, but from what I heard, there were things he was into that wasn't necessarily great. So when he got left, he was totally understanding when he's sharing his story. So people are both afraid as well as understanding what you find as common denominators. One, the 5D collective is oneness consciousness, and that's who I'm channeling for. It means it's all people who know that nobody is evil, and all people have a story. And basically, on your lovely independent journey right now, this 9, 9, 9, 10, 9, 11, for those of you who are part of that 20% that I've been channeling for, because yes, there's 10% that's love button. We're, we're straightforward. It's fuck you. If you don't, if I share something vulnerable and you are not able to actually be quote unquote honored that I shared, special, meaning if I share my heart and soul and you don't know what that is, meaning that you're not going to keep it protected uh, there's I don't have words I don't have words to actually say because there's nothing to say except for fear has made its way into a body that doesn't know how to cherish somebody who's being vulnerable it's okay this is the, this is the word it's okay it's good it's all good because at the end of the day when you're opening up your heart you're not giving somebody a weight if you're sharing it in a way of here's who I am even if it's, oh, I'm afraid that you were going to reject me. But if I stand behind, here's who I am. That's the part where it doesn't matter what you do with the here, who's, here's who I am. You can say, I don't want you. Okay, I'm not going to be like, oh, they didn't want me because I'm not worthy. And yeah, that's never crossed the love button's mind. You can better bet that one because it has nothing to do with worth what you do with me sharing and pouring my heart and soul out. So 
5D collective, this is why we don't, as mystics, get rid of anyone in our oversoul. Our oversoul is our family. And that's very straightforward. The minute a life is not going to engage with something that is a, here's my heart, it's okay. Shiva, nothingness. That's all. I have never had in one moment of my life an idea of, oh my God, how dare they not be able to handle me. <laughs> in fact, here's where it's more like, okay, I'm going to go see who can handle me. And that's the difference between a person who has no shame about being vulnerable. What this means is you don't have to treat me like anything. You can call me whatever you want. You can, the, the, the whole part about not having shame, I'm trying to make it clear. People who don't have shame, the way I'm talking about it, it's not arrogance. It's called, I'm a human being. And if you don't know how to have humanity, I don't feel anything except for thank you so much for everything that I've gotten to learn. Because the reality is, there is no word for a person who doesn't know what they're saying. And when somebody doesn't have humanity, we know something's up. And it ain't the devil. And it ain't evil. It's something very sad. I don't know what it is. It doesn't have to be mine to know. I just know that I'm sad. I'm going to share my love. I'm going to share my thanks. I'm going to move out of that way. And, and, and there's different words that I will have used personally in the past to where I'm at today. But it will always be the same. Because Jesus is the person that I look to. And so it's not about forgiving though. Nobody needs my forgiveness. Nobody does anything that needs this. It's I'm a human, you're a human. I know that if you're doing something that's not nice, something not nice happened to you. Even if it's you just filling your head with junk food movies. But I know that that's not the case. Because I'm a human. And I've studied enough to know it, by the way. But I'm just a human. I see my neighborhoods. I see people. And so keeping it grounded... The other example is instead, unfortunately, when people have shame, remember how Patrick Tiahan points out where you understand, like, I'm supposed to be angry or disgusted or something when somebody's abusing me or doing something. And why am I not? Or if you're really, really angry in a way that, oh, my gosh, I want to do, you know, so at the end of the day, in, in all of these equations, what we have is simply put the ability to choose how to handle ourselves and then for others to be there for us. Mindful relationships are what are growing in nowadays because thankfully we have trauma-informed educators and somatic-informed educators and some people like me in the middle, not a therapist, but that we care about bringing people to their best version because they can move into their best version. And that is because they can move into their awareness of their body, of their mind. And it's only if they are given the opportunity though to share their stories, but they are the only ones who can take that leap of faith. So some people, they don't um, share their stories. Others do. And as Patrick Tiahan points out, he got better when he was able to not only share his stories with the therapist, he was able to get the spectrum of his basic feelings back by processing his childhood story with safe people in therapy and then finishing his emotional business with his family. So that's obviously part of that loop. And then also making connections with other people, digging up what happened in a safe way. And that's the part of where if a person that loves you, loves you, the minute you share with them your story, they're not going to leave. If they do, again, fuck you. <laughs> but no, it's more of, you know what, it's okay. It's cool. Not everybody can actually handle a story. 
no matter why they can't, if it's judgment, that's on them to cast a stone. It's not on you. And a person who's smart enough to know that, uh, again, there are people who believe in the devil because they get fear-mongered into religion. There's so many different reasons why people stay ignorant. And in a world where you would think there would not be ignorance, you know, every time I think about that museum that teaches, uh, what is it called, creationism and not Darwinism, I'm like, how does a country like that call themselves anything if they have a museum like that? I mean, seriously, it's just, uh, 2023, I don't know what to say, but I do know what to say about how we can approach it, which is respectfully, and um, some people do it better, others don't. I'm thinking about that journalist, and I don't know what interview, where she's like, your stupid Bible storybook or something like that. So as a person who did grow up again with the church, I, I love going to church. I still feel the presence of people who have faith and, and it's an energy that has always been supportive because of Jesus and because of the essence of love and life. Um, the aspect of how we handle these conversations are important. I don't see grown-ups handling them all well. I'm no different, meaning I most certainly get very passionate, but I do put it into practice to try and not be in passion. And that's one of those important things for my love button people. We get to try and keep remembering to bring forth your ventral vagal tone when we're having social, political, religious, all of these, to be able and talk about so here, the sex workers, the criminals, and uh, for now, there are other areas that are really, really personal. So it's not about specifying aspects, but it is about being able to, if it happens, have conversation. Does not mean you will be accepted. It does not mean you'll be treated like you're great or no, no. And in fact, this is not, we don't do trending topics. If you recall, I have been in conversations where I know people, the one lady, remember the one lady who's scared of me? That's that friend of that other friend, those friends that talked about me with the lady, where they were drilling me down about the whole that I don't judge people, and they just went on and on, and I didn't really know what the fuck was going on. I didn't even know they didn't like me. I just thought I was being asked a bunch of questions, <laughs> and I... And I still remember my friends justifying their friend. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? You talked about me. Uh, you didn't step in to help me understand shit. Because if you knew what was going on, why didn't anybody of the two of you say something to me as I was being drilled? Why didn't nobody step in to say, hey, can we clarify? Wait, none of them did this, which is fine because I understood my friends don't understand how my brain works. And it's okay because these are not friends that actually pay attention to how my brain works my friend friends the ones who know me they would step in and say you're not understanding maybe let me rephrase it for you maria they would know that i'm basically not picking up on whatever the fuck this lady was saying which was oh you're not going to put him in prison they never said the word prison but long story short we leave this scenario i don't know anything of it except for she said well we just wasted our time I said no we didn't thank you for your time because you gave me a perspective that I would not otherwise have I meant it although of course I could tell the lady was being a little bit of a not a bitch but basically like what are you what do you want from me I don't judge people I don't know why you're harassing me with all these questions so long story short 
Come to find out this person's scared of me, which made me laugh since I'm four foot nine and I'm thinking, what are you scared of? And then I'm remembering there are people who are instructors who actually do have fear of shamans. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's normal that somebody can be scared of a person who doesn't judge people, (laughs) but I'm not the law. So, I mean, really, what are you doing? However, let's fast forward to the conversation with the lovely same two friends who are to this day my lovely friends. I know they tease, but I love them to death. They're a beautiful couple. So the guy that is older than all of us, and he presents the story of this couple. They are a couple who were drug addicts. One of the two gets, well, the woman gets pregnant. Uh, The woman breaks up with the guy. The guy has a jealous moment and lights her up on fire, ends up in prison. She's fine. The baby's fine. Everybody's fine except for he's in prison. And I just say, wow, I'm so sorry for both of them. I feel bad. That's so sad. He ended up in prison. And the, the man's like, well, yeah, of course. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. He, he's, you know, the law has to protect people. So the man goes on to ask me what educational level I have. And then he goes on to share maybe, you know, because we have different degrees, meaning he was from middle school, maybe we have a different view because of this. But he was very respectful in his tone, meaning he accepts that there's a person who thinks differently because I said I feel bad for both people. I didn't take a side. I said I'm sad. And to end up, in fact, I explained in a relationship like that, obviously both of them have some shit going down in their household or something because they don't end up in situation like that without there being reasons this is why the man was explaining and talking so we end up back in the car with my friends and that's when they turn around and be like so you do believe people can go to prison and I'm like uh there is prison (laughs) and they're like well if you had only said that then our friend would not be scared of you we thought it was off that you would and I was like, what are you talking about? We didn't talk about prison. I don't understand. Yes, we did. No, the word prison didn't come out of her mouth. So long story short, this is what the day-to-day person does. And I love, again, my friends and their friend. I don't want to see them just as much as they don't want to see me. But for me, it's because I don't want to waste my time with somebody that's that close-minded and heartless. Because see, to me, that's heartless. Not to mention, again, wow, prison? Seriously, I'm one human being. I'm nobody. Like, you have a beef with me not judging people? What's wrong with you? Like, my brain's thinking, why would that be such a big deal again? Like, I'm not really sure you understand how the government works. There's a system. You go vote. Do you need them to be politicians? You see me being a politician. (laughs) So why would you be scared of me again? But people are scared of just me being a mystic. Oh, yeah, that one was funny when I had... This lady in a center is like, yeah, I'm a mystic. I do tarot readings. And oh, no, no, I'm scared of that. I was like, oh, well, it's not really anything to do with the devil. Even though I know the church is talking about it, it's just energy. So at the end of the day, this was to say, if you're afraid of being who you are, you're not going to talk about things. If you're not afraid of who you are, you're going to talk about things. And when your intent is to help expand mentalities, because expanding consciousness means to have conversations that go beyond the little drawing of the line boxes, and here's my 5D collective, and that's the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. We don't care if they say, you're woo-woo, you, you don't know. Yep, I'm the stupidest kid on the block, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up an interesting conversation. Why? Because why not? Why should I not allow our lovely humanity to be faced with presentations of different types of topics? So your relationships are where this begins. And no matter what a person will share with you, 
okay here's a couple of things and then we're done today if you love who you are for how you are and you have no shame this is not going to be something challenging 10 percent of you are here i've been here my entire life i do not feel ashamed not even a little bit for who i am does it mean that i've done everything right no i'm just not ashamed of being maria why should i be ashamed of being maria and I'm not ashamed of any human being. No, they didn't all make the great choices. But you know what? I know I didn't walk one day in their shoes and I don't know what they went through in their body. And I know about trauma-informed stuff and that that's the truth, not the devil. And not some bullshit story that all these other people have been making up their entire lives. And that's, no, they haven't. We didn't have technology. We didn't have the information. As Stephen Poor just pointed out, the psychologists of yesterday made a grave mistake quote-unquote, his words, <laughs> they thought that the behavior was learnt, that the fall, the tree doesn't fall, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. They uncovered that there's a nervous system beneath the surface. Now, yes, yoga, ancients may have known all that they want to know, even our lovely Jesus. None of them explained the embodied brain. And so, if you don't have an explanation for why people do what they do, Lo and behold, you don't know. So I know it's not evil or devil in the way that the ancients talk about because I'm trauma-informed. And I didn't need it to say, you know what, if you treat me like shit, I ain't going to treat you like shit. Because the minute that I'm a human and you're a human, is, that's simply put, I'm not going to treat you like shit because I'm a person. And, you know, when you do believe in the stuff you learn, one of them is treat others the way you want to be treated. So let me ask you, if you are a person and you know what heartbreak is like, how do you want to be treated? And there is something about maintaining a linearity when you hear the words that have been told. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Forgive them for they do not know. And this is the saddest part about that entire institution, <laughs> is that all of what they're doing breaks my heart to pieces. But it's okay. I'm sure Jesus is fine. He ain't rolling in his tomb. No, no. He's like, go trauma experts, go somatic experts. I know all of that, which is any wisdom is like, thank goodness for the scientific methodology. And we love you too, sad guru. But the future is science. And science is the way, not because it's better than the ancients. It's just been created. That's all. It's a subject matter, like a lot of other things. So we will have systems for as much as people keep on wanting to do the 4D bandwidth. And so one, if you love everything about being human, there ain't no, oh my gosh, my species is awful. They're not part of nature. Actually, we are. And biologists have shown how we evolve. And we evolve because biology. No, dot, no Nothing about God. Biology. I love this theoretical biologist. His name is Michael something. Levine, I think it is. Yes. And... Um, <laughs> He actually is interviewed by The Well or Big Think. I love that. Those two channels, please follow them. They got some great stuff on it. But um, he points out that they did some tests on tadpoles where they changed where the eye would come out. But biology in the tadpoles has this eye. The eyes come out in their normal place. So even though they engineered it to make it pop up somewhere else, the body fixed itself. So. What do you think? Our bodies are not the same. You know, people, I love how they ah, humans are sucked. They're different. Yeah, not really. But hey, go keep thinking that. Okay, so for those of you, that 20% that is finally in this love spot, well, you're still wasting your time in hermit mode. And I'm going to say it, wasting your time, withering away, because there's really not much more to think about. Autumn is here. Fall is here. What are you doing? 
summer's gone, you know, some people are regretting what they did, I'm sure you're not, but I think that it's time to get up and start dancing your tango, and that's because there's plenty of people that I'm sure will appreciate everything you want to share, and then obviously, I'm sure you are already taking care of business if you're an entrepreneur or if you're working and that newfound energy is something you're putting into practice. Some people, they're still working with the aspects of whatever it is that um, they're giving up when it comes to vices and da-da-da-da. But what I want to close out with is if you have grown to understand Human 101, you shouldn't be ashamed or afraid to be rejected, meaning it's normal to be afraid to be rejected. It's normal to feel afraid to be vulnerable. It's no, All of these are normal. It's like a child. And you're not a child anymore. As Terry Real points out, children get abandoned, not grown-ups. To grow the feeling of ease and the, uh, in the time we have the dick face, it's, it's, I'm translating, but to have a dick face means that when you're like just bluntly yourself, okay? So you're like, fuck everyone, here's who I am. I think this is an unbridled self-expression, but it's different because you don't want to be the asshole. You just want to be yourself. So it's when you're yourself in a way that's, this is who I am. I understand that it's not perfect. I don't need all of you to like me. The reality is it feels pretty good. Usually we get nervous only when we are the ones who are like, ooh, 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 are they going to let me stay in their circle of friends? So that's always the, that's the societal shame you get. Once you get to the 100% self-empowerment in your opportunity, you, the next step is whenever you got your loved ones who are poking at you and maybe there's some new loved ones like, oh shit, are they going to like that I'm totally secure? Hmm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> so there's that, but you still go on and share because that's the part of you having no shame. So some people, I do know there are bigger stories versus, you know, a choice of lifestyle and love style and whatnot. Because if you have a story that is vulnerable, it's tender and scary. And again, think about if they actually are not going to be there to support you, you don't have to think fuck you in the sense of you're an evil son of a gun. No, but it's fuck you because, wow, I just did something which was pouring my heart out and you actually are able to do something like that. So it's just more of, okay, cool, it's good because that's what it means to not be ashamed of your story, of who you are. It means that you can look yourself in the mirror and know, you know what, I'm not my greatest mistake and I'm not my shame story and I'm not what, whatever it is. I'm not my biggest, because this is the part. We all think this is where Bezel van der Kolk, I'll never forget when he was talking about what a therapist does, but see, it's not only a therapist. This is where when you're with people that you feel safe, you share your heart and you share everything with them. That's the relationships people build. And so <clears throat> it's when uh, he was saying people can go to a therapist and share their biggest nightmare. And this is because they're in a safe space. Safe space comes from the body that is near you. When you have a person who's present and they have no opinion and they have no prejudice and they have no judgment, your felt sense, you get felt. The fragments that come up, now that you're emotionally mature and mentally mature, that's the part. You know how to be yourself and handle that. The next step is actually sharing the story, doing the thing and being in relationship 
being accepted, allowing yourself to actually even face potential rejection. You can't create the resiliency of your ventral vagal nervous system if you're not facing it. And that means if you're not dealing and handling it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with this last one. So a love button person speaking, okay? So from the love button perspective, I can say I've never been challenged in the way that I see people challenged when it comes to talking about their stories. It does not mean that I do not know that people consider a lot of the things that I might have shared weird, wacko, whatever. And I'm curious sometimes about it. But I don't take any of it as a fence. I grew up like anybody else that grows up with their emotions. We don't feel like, oh, I wasn't accepted. We have moments where we express and share, where we felt misunderstood from our family and whatnot. But those are those release moments. I've had plenty of them. But it's always with the understanding of we're all differentiated selves. So this is what integration is. Differentiation plus linking. The me-we. And when you have a family and you do this, that's your playground. It's different than a training ground. And a playground is because, of course, I'm going to have likes and dislikes and I'm going to keep battling with you. But it's a playground because in my body, in my heart, and in my brain, no matter what you say, I don't feel unworthy. I don't feel ashamed. I know you find me quirky. And that's a very different thing. So I will quirkily continue to show and flaunt my flaws and imperfections in your face. And not think twice about not doing it, no matter how many times you might be annoyed by it. That's family dynamics where we laugh about each other and these are relationships. So these relationships are the same ones you can share your heart and soul to and you know that you are heard. And so this is the part though, whatever secrets, whatever depth of whatever it is, you won't be able to... Create more in-depth relationships if you don't have the courage to share it with those who are special to you because it's beyond just a therapist. And that's not a must. It's just a opportunity. And it's because everybody needs a little romance. But really what it is is everybody has the opportunity to have a deep connection and that's where your attachment system even if it doesn't long for it because you're good and having fun on your own when your attachment system does get the opportunity to feel felt to know it's safe to be you to to share that story to be held to be loved and then to wait to find out is it going to stay around and when it does, that's when the magic starts. Because you see, yes, day one, day two, day three, day four, it's only time. People don't stick around forever. But they will stick around if they want to. Because they enjoy you. And that's the part where this is always a leap of faith. Which is why your relationships are what the test is always because it allows you to say, do I trust in myself and do I want to be who I am with people? One, once you get there, now it's okay. I'm going to build a circle of people who laugh with me and I feel quirky and I can share everything. They know all of me. All of me. Can't you see? Um, that, that part's not true. You're good even all alone, but it's nice to share yourself with people. And so... 
there's plenty of individuals that I'm sure would love to be in your life and whoever it is and however many it is for you, obviously, you know, uh, I mean, some people think there are secrets not to be told. I think as long as you didn't break the law, it's good. If you did break the law, well, you know, that, that one, I, I don't know what to say there because it's not a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is where it gets exaggerated. It's uh, something silly. What I'm trying to say is whatever's happened in your life, putting the law to the side, if you can't share it with somebody, what kind of relationship is it? Of course, you want to make sure that um, you will be protected, but that's the part you can't know. And so at the end of the day, if you don't test it out, you, you don't know stuff. But is there really a secret you can't tell, if you will? So the only time people feel still shame about something that is part of their life in a way of like actual shame is because they haven't welcomed it. And that's them not being whole. We're all human. We're all imperfect and flawed. That's being whole. And then being able to know, you know what, if I share my heart and soul and uh, that creates what? Something out. What, what's the big, what, what, what can happen? So again, it's, it's uh, something though, from a love button perspective, nothing's going to happen. What's going to happen is nothing. That's the point. Shiva, nothing, nothing happened. And my heart, big heart to you all, whatever it is you're dealing with, because I'm sure there are some very important topics of conversations coming up. And I do know we'll have a special one for tomorrow. In the meantime, again, remember you're loved and please be loving. And remember, we don't know what other people have gone through. Have a wonderful day.